1: Welcome to Mind Body Spirit, Living
0: a holistic Life with your host Renee David Alkali. Are you searching for the path to the discovery of wholeness and balance in your life? We'll discuss the future of holistic health care and how the concepts discussed on today's show can help you make better choices in your life. Now, here is your host, Renee David Alkali. Good morning and welcome to the Genesis Health Hour mind body spirit living a holistic life. So I want to thank you for your feedback um and your comments to our shows. Happy to hear from you and um I'm happy to hear that it's uh making a difference in your lives. So please keep writing to us, keep letting us know how you're doing. And if you have questions or additions or comments, uh, we welcome them. We're happy to hear from you. All right. Sorry we had a little technical difficulty. We're back with you. So today in today's talk... Because um, of the many questions that we've received, and we have done this before, but we've gotten a lot of questions about uh, sugar and um, wanting more information about sugar and uh, how it works in the body, the physical and mental ailments that might be linked to the consumption of uh, refined sugars, Um, also questions of sugar addiction. There is an uh, obesity epidemic that's going on in the United States, possibly in the world. And um, some of that, if not a lot of that, has to do with uh, sugars. So we're going to address those questions um, as well as we can. And... um, uh, if you have, if you want to call in during the show uh, with any questions or any comments on this subject, uh, certainly we welcome that. Also, we'll perhaps talk about uh, uh, some of the natural sweeteners that are out there, both the artificial sweeteners and sugars that may actually be healing. So let's jump right in. There's a multitude of common physical and mental ailments that are very strongly linked to the consumption of pure, refined sugar. Sugar that's taken every day uh, produces basically a continuously over-acidic condition in the body. And uh, as we create that over-acidity, we need more and more minerals uh, that are needed from deep inside the body in, uh, when the body tries to rectify that con- that imbalance. Also, in order to protect the blood, a lot of calcium is taken from the bones, and so teeth tend to decay, and we become generally weakened. A good reason why uh, the consumption of sugar certainly has been linked to uh, malformed teeth, uh, malformed bones, um, cavities, uh, many, many of those kind of problems that relate to bones and teeth because of that decay. When we use excess sugar, eventually it starts to affect every organ in the body. When we first consume sugar, initially, it's stored in the liver, and there it's stored in the form of uh, glucose or glycogen. The liver, however, has a limited capacity. So if there's a daily intake of refined sugar that's over the required amount of the natural sugar that our bodies need and that our brains need, That makes the liver start to expand, much like a balloon that's puffed up. When the liver expands or it's filled to its maximum capacity, that excess glycogen is sent back to the blood in a particular form, and that form is is the form of fatty acids. Those fatty acids, in turn, are taken out to every part of the body, and the body does an intelligent thing. It takes them away from the organs where they can kill us if there's an overconsumption, and it starts storing them in as far away from the organs as it can. you know it stores them in the belly, in the buttocks, in the breasts, in the thighs, you know it just says, "Where do I put this so that it's not going to kill me right away?" And so we start to get fat. We store, you know, we increase our fat storage. When these relatively harmless places become completely filled, then a secondary problem arises. Because then the fatty acids don't have anywhere to go. And they're distributed among more active organs. And those active organs are the heart and the kidneys. So the heart and kidneys begin to slow down. And finally, the tissues begin to degenerate and turn to fat. So the whole body is affected by this reduced ability of the organs. And then we create from that an abnormal blood pressure the involvement now moves over to the nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system becomes affected. And when the parasympathetic system becomes affected, organs that depend on it or that are governed by it become affected. Like the small brain, for example, uh, becomes inactive or paralyzed. You know, when we think about normal brain function, we rarely think of it as being as biologic as digestion but here we see a definite relationship the uh circulatory and lymphatic systems are invaded the quality of the red uh blood cells starts to change uh once that happens we start getting an overabundance of white cells and uh the and the creation or the regeneration of tissue slows down additionally our bodies we have a certain tolerance for things and we have an immune system but as this process continues our body's tolerance and the immune system or the immunizing power becomes more limited what that means you know follow the chain we can't respond properly to extreme attacks on the system what are those extreme attacks well microbes mosquitoes uh extreme cold or extreme heat we uh, we have trouble with that to begin with but if the system is compromised that becomes uh exponentially more dangerous for us so we we look at this question of excessive sugar and we see that it has a strong uh, mal-effect on the functioning of the brain. The, uh, the key to having good brain function is glutamic acid. That's a vital compound that's found in a lot of vegetables. Also, the B vitamins play a relatively major role In separating glutamic acid into antagonistic and complementary compounds, those produce a proceed or control response in the brain. Also, the B vitamins, they're they're manufactured by symbiotic bacteria, which live in our intestines. When we use refined sugar daily, these bacteria die and our stock of b vitamins gets very low too much sugar makes makes us sleepy our bodies our brain's ability to calculate is lost our memory suffers so i hope this has given you some idea of why we want to avoid excessive sugar It affects every single part of us in a very, very negative way. It is sweet and it is deadly. The thing, the other aspect of sugar that we need to understand is that it's an addictive drug. We don't simply become addicted right away, it's a complex process. That process of sugar addiction starts with a stimulation of the sweet sensors in our mouth, and it ends with a whole body immune response and uh, an endocrine system that is severely not working, severely malfunctioning. Sugars are a known cause of dislocations in the endocrine system. That lead directly to a to what we have today, which is a obesity epidemic. The uh, in addition to an eventual and certain loss of the body's ability to properly metabolize any sugar. For those of you out there suffering with diabetes. Well, that's very much a result of an out-of-control sugar addiction in many cases. Certainly obesity, kidney failure, blindness, uh, amputation of the extremities. And in the last uh, stage, a, a very miserable and early and a very miserable death. That is the price that we're paying, folks. My friends, that's the price that we're paying for allowing ourselves to be absolutely deceived by fraudulent labels and a failing to cope with a sugar addiction. When uh, the per capita consumption of sugar was around 12 pounds a year, it did not represent a danger or a very small danger because most people can handle that amount of sugar without any bad effects. But today's consumption, and please listen, I'm going to repeat this one sentence. At one point, we were consuming 12 pounds of sugar per year per person. That was an average. So maybe someone ate more, someone less, but that was an average Today's consumption of sugar is somewhere around 150 pounds per year, per person. That means that if someone is eating a little less than that, someone's eating more. But that's an average, 150 pounds per year, per person of sugar. And there are subgroups like teenagers that are consuming much more than that, the negative health consequences of this fact are devastating to our society. They're devastating to our our kids. It is an incredible statistic that 40 or more percent of our children in this country are obese. Those children at risk of early onset diabetes Heart conditions, bone deformities, the list goes on. Blindness, early death. The the damaging effects are dramatic to our society and our our people. And they're worsened dramatically by a couple of other changes that happened in the 1970s. These two changes... Act in synergy with the sugar consumption to enhance the damaging effect of sugar, and to guarantee epidemic diabetes, overweight, and obesity. When I come back, I'm going to tell you what those changes were. It's time for our break, and um, we're going to we're going to look and see what those changes were in the ni- in the 1970s that actually exacerbated dramatically this whole problem, as if the problem wasn't bad enough to begin with. Stay tuned with us, and we're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, myself, Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, at 102.02 Metropolitan Avenue. A description of classes and programs that we offer is available on our website, www.genesistreeoflife.com. We offer wellness programs in yoga, martial arts, tai chi, ballroom dance, personal and group fitness, meditation, and seminars on various health topics. These are at our studio or as in reach at your facility. We can bring these programs to you, to your organization. Check our website, www.genesistreeoflife.com, for our corporate wellness program and some of our other classes, or you may call us at 718-544-5997. So that number once again is 718-544-5997. And if you're affiliated with an organization, please consider um, I uh, I'll be happy to come and um share information with um through a seminar or a presentation that Um, will not only improve the health of uh, your employees and yourself, but will lead to greater productivity and generally greater happiness. Um, If we we understand to what degree sugar and some of the other elements of nutrition and health have to do with uh, not only our physical being, but our emotional being. So I had said that A couple of things happened in the 1970s that exacerbated the problem, that made the problem of sugar much worse. One of those changes was the substitution of cheap junk oils for a very highly beneficial oil, which we were using, which was coconut oil. I think today a lot of people are rediscovering or have already rediscovered the benefits of coconut oil. Coconut oil is actually excellent. We once had that in the American diet. Today we use a lot of junk oils. The health consequences of this substitution have really been widely exposed. We'll deal with it a little bit, but that's a whole separate subject. Another factor was the widespread addition of MSG to the food supply, and that was for the purpose of creating food addictions. MSG is well understood to reliably cause obesity. In fact, a strain of lab rats noted for their obesity and widely used by scientists in their obesity studies is identified as MSG rats. MSG rats. Folks, how about us stopping to be MSG rats in some kind of laboratory experiment that the food industry is pushing on us? When these dietary changes were introduced, obesity began to jump to epidemic proportions. There's... uh, we could we could go deeply into that topic, but again, I want to stay with sugars um, rather than looking at uh, at other things in today's talk because that's certainly enough information for us to cover without you know without getting too sidetracked. Let's talk about sugars that heal. There's a new healing science of glyconutrients. It sounds, from what I've said, as if that might be a contradiction, sugars that heal. But that is actually one of the most important breakthroughs in recent medical science. I've just gotten through giving you so many warnings about the evils of consuming too much sugar. But now let's understand what sugar is in the body. our bodies for our bodies to function properly, we need small amounts of eight essential sugars, only two of which, glucose and galactose, are commonly found in our limited over processed diets. When all of these eight sugars are available, the health benefits can be. Dramatic. Individuals or individuals get their ability back to fight disease. They reactivate their immune systems. They're able to ward off infection. Based on new research that's cutting edge in the in the rapidly evolving science of glyconutrients, sugars that heal is certainly among the most exciting new approaches to health and disease prevention. Let's look at these eight essential sugars. They're known as saccharides. And they are the basis for multi of multicellular intelligence. The ability of cells, in fact, to communicate or work together and cohere to keep us healthy and balanced. Even small amounts of these sugars, or a lack of them, have very profound effects. There have been numerous tests that have been conducted at leading institutes around the world. Saccharides have been shown to lower cholesterol, increase lean muscle mass, decrease body fat, accelerate wound healing, Ease allergy symptoms, allay autoimmune diseases, uh what kind of autoimmune diseases? Ones that you may be suffering from arthritis, psoriasis, diabetes, also bacterial infections, including uh if you if your children or you are getting continuous ear infections Uh, They often respond very remarkably, very strongly to saccharides, many viruses from the common cold to the flu, herpes, HIV, generally the debilitating symptoms of chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, Gulf War syndrome, frequently these weaken or abate after adding, adding saccharides. For cancer patients, saccharides mitigate the toxic effects of radiation and chemotherapy. Also, they augment the cancer-killing effects of radiation and chemotherapy. That results in prolonged survival, improved quality of life. Sugars that heal, that's the name of this portion of the talk. They offer a revolutionary new health plan. A health plan based on the science of glyconutrients. Foods that contain saccharides, in other words. It gives authoritative guidance for getting all eight saccharides conveniently into our diet. Basically through supplements and readily available foods. Detailed information on correct dosages is available. I'll be happy to share that with you if uh, you write in. Um, I offer this information free, no charge. Send me a note, get on my website. Send me an email. I'll be happy to share with you the information of how to increase your use of saccharides. There are um, there are people out there, people that I've worked with, um, with cancer, with heart disease, with asthma, with neurological di- disorders. All of these uh, uh, can be mitigated to some extent, and certainly whatever therapy you're on can be strengthened by the addition, the proper addition of saccharides. Um, Certainly, methods for using glyconutrients can apply to treating depression, ADHD, obesity. Um, The more that we can educate doctors about glyconutrients, the more exciting it becomes about, uh, about our doctors' abilities to help their patients. There's breakthroughs in the study of glyconutrients that are available to everyone. If your goal is to prevent disease, to live longer, to live better, to treat a serious illness, uh, we have to use sugars that heal uh, to, to, uh, to improve all of these conditions. We mentioned sugar and mental health. We mentioned sugar and mood. There was a time, if we go back in history, when people who were troubled were um, were were generally uh, allowed to wander about. At some point, people who become emotion who became emotionally troubled. Uh, emotionally disturbed, we started locking them up. Now that happened around the Age of Enlightenment. A strange contra- a contradiction in terms. In the Age of Enlightenment, sugar, that's when sugar made its transition from the uh, drugstore, the apothecary's prescription, to a series of candy makers, confectioners. And the confinement of, quote, insane, close quote, people um, really began around that period in the late 17th century. And that happened after sugar consumption in Britain had skyrocketed in 200 years from a pinch or two in a barrel of beer, occasionally, to more than 2 million pounds per year. And by this time, physicians in London had already began, begun to observe and record terminal physical signs and symptoms of what has been called the sugar blues. We're going to come back to this question of the sugar blues and the relationship of sugar uh, to mood and to insanity, what we call insanity or certainly mental chaos, in just a couple of minutes. It's time for us to take a break. Stay with us and we'll return with uh, this portion of the discussion on the sugar blues or sugar and mood. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You are listening, Mind, Body, Spirit, living a holistic life with your host, myself, Dr. Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, at 102-02 Metropolitan Avenue in Forest Hills. A complete description about my services and the products that are available at our wellness center can be found on my website, www.genesishealthbeauty.com. That's www.genesishealthbeauty.com. Or you may call us at 718-544-5997. That's 718-544-5997. We're discussing sugar, and um, we're already getting some calls. So, uh, I'm glad to know that um, this conversation is reaching you and uh, hopefully is making enough of an impact for you to want to change your lives. We've been speaking about the good sugars, and we've certainly seen the the negatives of uh, an overconsumption of the refined sugars that we usually have in our food supply, often hidden in our food supply. So the sugar blues are sugar and its relationship to quote insanity. Happened in the 17th century when candies were starting to be made. If uh, sugar, people who ate sugar didn't manifest any obvious terminal physical symptoms, so um, doctors were confused. Uh, Patients were uh, diagnosed as Uh, or were not diagnosed any longer as being bewitched, Uh, but they were called mad or insane or emotionally disturbed. Uh, Qualities like laziness, fatigue, um, debauchery, um, parental displeasure. Any problem was enough cause for people under 25 to be locked up. In uh, the first Parisian mental hospitals, all it took to be locked up was a complaint from parents or relatives or the omnipotent parish priest, wet nurses with their babies, pregnant youngsters, retarded or defective children, senior citizens, paralytics, epidep- epileptics, prostitutes, or raving lunatics. Anyone who uh, society wanted to get off the streets and out of sight was put away. The mental hospital really succeeded in its witch hunt and its heresy hounding as um, what might be called a more enlightened and humane method of social control. The ones who handled this dirty work were, were the physician and the priest um they they handled this work not only in their uh in their complicity but also in the work of uh sweeping up the streets of uh of people who society wanted off the streets so we had a lot of people in mental hospitals whose lives were irrevocably destroyed throughout this time when the general hospital was established in Paris that happened by a royal decree 1% of the city's population was locked up from then until the 20th century as the consumption of sugar went up and up especially in the cities what do you think happened? Well, the number of people who were put away in the general hospital also went up and up. This is 300 years later, and the emotionally disturbed could be turned into walking automatons because their brains now were being controlled by psychoactive drugs. Many people in our society have their brains controlled by psychoactive drugs today. There are pioneers in orthomolecular psychiatry. One person who I personally thought should have gotten the Nobel Prize for his work, but I don't think he was even ever considered as a nominee, is Dr. Abram Hoffer. Amazing work that he did. Dr. Alan Cott, Dr. Cherkin, Dr. Linus Pauling. All of these have confirmed that mental illness is a myth and that emotional disturbance can be merely the first symptom of the obvious inability of the human system to handle the stress of sugar. I'm going to say that again. I'll modify it only to the extent that there are individuals who have true mental illness. So in that sense, it's not a myth. But to the degree that we call mental illness uh, a reality in our population, that is a myth. That is a myth, and I'll repeat what these incredibly deep thinkers and researchers have discovered and said. That emotional disturbance can be merely the first symptom of the obvious inability of the human system to handle the stress of sugar dependency. A dependency on sugar, an addiction. Dr. Pauling, I'm going to quote him on this. He writes in Orthomolecular Psychiatry. The functioning of the brain and the nervous tissue is more sensitively dependent on the rate of chemical reactions than the functioning of other organs and tissues. I believe that mental disease is for the most part caused by abnormal reaction rates as determined by genetic constitution and diet and by abnormal molecular concentrations of essential substances. Selection of food and drugs in a world that is undergoing rapid scientific and technological change may often be far from the best. I... I'm not sure how more how much more I can emphasize the importance of what we're talking about. It is destroying our society along with other broader global issues, certainly terrorism, certainly environmental shifts where we're destroying the the soils, where we're cutting down all our forests, where we're destroying our rain source by acidifying the environment to the point where we get acid rain, where we're where we're destroying the ecosystem by uh and and the natural uh the natural habitat by destroying uh the the larger uh carnivores with, you know there's a chain in life uh, I can't go through all of it in this program because. We simply don't have time to cover everything, and I'm dealing with sugar. But in addition to all of that, if we could simply rid ourselves of sugar addiction, if we could minimize the amount of sugar that's going into our body, refined sugar, if we could use saccharides more, the sugars that are essential, if we can make this change our society would move from the despicable conditions that it's moving toward more and more, the sad conditions, into a society where crime would be lessened, people would be happier, people would be healthier, the stress on our healthcare system would be reduced. But the food industry would be making less money Doctors would not be so much in demand. Hospitals would not be so much in demand. And without being overly cynical, I venture to say that there is so much money involved in keeping all of these systems going that is not in the interest of these particular systems for us to really have the intelligence to become healthier and happier individuals. Take this information to heart. Make some dramatic changes in your life. Perhaps we can't change the profit motif and the greed motif that exists. But by the use of our consumer dollars and how we spend our money and what we choose, we can start to affect things along a chain going back up to tell manufacturers, what it is that we want. After all, they will supply what we want because they're still going to be interested in making a profit. And if we're not buying this junk, then that's going to lose money. Stop buying junk. What are some of the sugar-free products? And there are some alerts. Some of you are using... Um, sugar-free products. I'm here to tell you that some of them are very dangerous and some of them are very bad. And there are some that may actually be okay. The There's an article called, or a book called The Bitter Truth about NutraSweet. NutraSweet is aspartame. Aspartame, or NutraSweet, appears to cause slow, silent damage In those people who are unfortunate enough to have not had immediate reactions, and if you haven't had an immediate reaction, you might not be avoiding it. It might take a year, five years, 10 years, or 40 years. But aspartame seems to cause some reversible and some irreversible changes in health over long-term use. Aspartame has a profound effect on mood and cognition. Depressed mood, anxiety, dizziness, panic attacks, nausea, irritability, impairment of memory and concentration—not a good thing to use. There's severe intellectual deterioration that's associated with the use of aspartame products. It uh, it was usually manifest. Uh, it manifests as obvious problems with memory and grossly impaired orientation in time, place, and person. Aspartame has a profound effect on mood and cognition, depressed mood, as I've already said. And there's a number of legal class actions against aspartame. So, Certainly not something that we want in our food supply we want to be using. I believe it had been taken out at one point, and now whatever new studies came about that apparently showed that it wasn't so bad, which is nonsense, I'd like to know who funded those studies and what. Uh Food organizations have of making are making a profit by the fact that we can put this junk back into our bodies the uh, there's a classic uh expose on uh the sugar blues and uh that has to do that with the fact that we commonly ingest countless. Uh, foods that are that have very high sh- hidden sugar content. And that causes us a host of medical problems. We've seen them already, from depression to coronary thrombosis. We've defined sugar as a poison at this point. And I'm going to continue with that definition. Sugar is a poison. Any substance that's applied to the body, that's ingested or developed within the body, which causes or may cause disease, is a poison to us. We don't need to be Einsteinian to understand this. Any substance which inhibits the activity of a catalyst, which is a minor substance, chemical or, or an enzyme that activates a reaction, There's, the dictionary gives an even broader definition for Poison. Poison is something that exerts a harmful influence on or to pervert. It's a perversion. We're going to take our next break, but when we come back, we're going to discuss this question of sugar as a poison. And its effects on our life force, not only on illness, but our life force. So, stay tuned with us, and we're going to be back in just a few moments. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit Living a Holistic Life with your host, myself, Dr. Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, at 10202 Metropolitan Avenue. I want to take a moment to tell you about our free programs for veterans with PTSD, for children with cancer, and for young adults with mental disabilities. If you have a loved one or friends um, that fall into any of these categories, please have them call us. Uh, We have free programs available. There is no charge. Uh, We offer these through our not-for-profit And you can find us online at www.genesissociety.org. These programs are made available by your generous support. Please continue to support them. Continue to help us make them available at no charge to our community. Check our website, www.genesissociety.org. Or you may call us at 718-544-5997. So if anyone um, among your friends or relatives or family um, falls into the category or the populations that that our non-for-profit works with, these are free programs, and we're happy to be able to provide them. If you want to support these programs, certainly get on our website, genesissociety.org. Um, give us your support. Help us to maintain and continue these programs free of charge within our community. We're discussing um, a topic that has been uh, you know, has been very close to me in throughout these many years of working as a naturopath and a nutritionist. Um, the question of sugar. Uh, I left off by saying sugar is a poison, and it is a poison because it's been depleted of its life forces. It's been depleted of its vitamins. It's been depleted of its minerals. What we have left is pure, refined carbohydrate, and the body cannot utilize this kind of a refined starch and carbohydrate unless the depleted proteins, vitamins, and minerals are present. Now, in nature, we've evolved with nature, and part of that evolutionary process is that we've taken certain things into our body and eliminated certain things. Nature supplies the elements, the proteins, the vitamins, the minerals, in every plant in sufficient quantities to metabolize the carbohydrate in that plant. There's no excess. There's nothing left for other added carbohydrates or incomplete carbohydrate metabolism, which results in the formation of toxic metabolites. Like pyruvic acid, um, also the abnormal, an abnormal sugar containing five carbon atoms. What when a pyruvic acid accumulates in the brain and nervous system, and the abnormal sugars in the red blood cells, we've seen what happens. These toxic metabolites begin to interfere with the respiration of the cells. The cells can't get enough oxygen to survive or to function normally. So over time, some of these cells die. That interferes with the function of a part of the body. And that is the beginning of degenerative disease. Refined sugar is, I'm going to say this over a number of times before this shows over, even in the next few minutes, Refined sugar is poison. Refined sugar is poison. Refined sugar is poison. It's lethal when it's ingested by humans because it gives us only what we call empty or naked calories. It does not contain the natural minerals that are present in the sugar beet or the cane. Also, sugar is worse than Sugar is worse than nothing because it drains and leaches the body of precious vitamins and minerals. That's because of its demand, uh, the demand through the demand on digestion, on detoxification, elimination on the entire system. Better to eat nothing. It's so essential to our bodies, to find homeostasis, to balance, that we have lots of ways to provide against a sudden shock of a heavy intake of sugar. For example, minerals such as sodium from salt, potassium, magnesium from vegetables, calcium from the bones, these are all mobilized, and they're used in a chemical transmutation Neutral acids are produced, which do their best to return the acid alkaline balance factor of the blood to a more normal state. The body is trying, the body will work toward homeostasis. Now, you're taking, let's say you're taking sugar every day, we've seen what that does, it produces a continually over acid condition. But that being the case, we need more and more minerals from deep in the body, in the body's attempt to fix that, to rebalance us. And finally, in order to protect the blood, we've seen, we've already said what happens. So much calcium is taken from the bones and teeth that we have tooth decay, we have a general weakening, fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome. Chronic fatigue syndrome may not be a reality. How about just getting off sugar and seeing what happens with your fatigue? Give your body a chance to detoxify, of course. You may not see a result in the first few days to a week. You've been abusing your body for so long, you might have to give yourself one to three months to come back. But cut out sugar for three months, and I guarantee you, that you are going to feel dramatically better in mind and body. Your mood, your brain will work better. Your body will not be riddled with as many diseases as it is. Some things may just magically, quote, unquote, disappear. Every sugar eventually affects every organ in the body. It's stored in the liver. We've seen that Uh, when we have too much of it, Uh, We've seen what happens with fatty acids. We've seen what happens with obesity that develops. Um, We've seen that it has a very harmful effect on the functioning of the brain. We've covered that. Uh, Too much sugar makes us sleepy. We've seen that, that our ability to calculate and remember. Uh, what's, What's a relief? That we have. How about the people out there who suffer with depression? Well, you've heard of Prozac. Is there an alternative? Yes, there's an alternative. Number one, cut out sugar. Number two, start adding in maybe uh, some St. John's wort or some Kava Kava or some 5 HTP. Look for some homeopathics. Look for some alternative things that do not have the chemical side effects of Prozac. Use ginkgo uh, as a blood vessel dilator. The uh, You might need a little guidance in the use of these. That's why I'm here or that's why in your own area, You might want to look up a working, knowledgeable naturopath or herbologist. Um, Be sure to find someone good. You don't want to get wrong information. So there's certainly a good deal of information on St. John's Wort as part of a alternative therapy for the treatment of depression or anxiety or other mood disorders, panic attacks. We need to look at St. John's Wort intelligently as part of a protocol, not by itself. We need more than that. But it's certainly one of the most significant natural remedies for depression, a certain level of depression, Including uh, a long history in herbalism, including current clinical uses, we know about its safety and it's about, a side, it's, about its side effects. There are uh, other natural alter- alternatives like kava kava, um, uh, melatonin, and 5-HTP. These are early treatment. Uh, these are treatment options to depression. You know, if we go back to the early 1990s, the sale of Prozac exceeded the sale of all other antidepressant drugs in both American and world markets. Today, we see that St. John's Worth is recommended 3 to 1 over Prozac as a primary treatment for depression in European countries, such as Germany, And its sales continue to skyrocket in the United States. So there are safe, all-natural, and less expensive treatments than synthetic drugs. St. John's wort is the ideal natural therapy for many people's depression, also for their anxiety uh, and other related mood disorders. This is a Prozac alternative. It offers, uh, we can see uh, the history of St. John's Wort. Uh, we can see its clinical uses. We can look all that up. It's all available. Uh, and certainly, uh, you know, we look at uh, diet and exercise and other factors in a lifestyle to start bringing about some dramatic and permanent change. Is there a satisfying, naturally healthy alternative sugar to alternative to sugar? One thing that's been touted a lot is stevia. I don't particularly care for stevia. It's got an aftertaste that I don't like, but it is naturally sweet and healthy, uh, relatively, compared with processed sugar. Uh, it's native to Paraguay. Stevia is an herb which has a delicious and refreshing taste, except for the aftertaste. And it can be 30 times sweeter than sugar. Stevia is very important, uh, is extremely nutritious, containing vitamins like uh, magnesium, niacin, vitamin C, potassium. And it's used throughout the world as a no-caloric sweetener and in the United States as a dietary supplement. We're going to uh, see if we can continue our discussion on sugar next week because we haven't fully covered it, but we've covered a lot. So we're coming to the end of our show. I will say for Stevia, on Stevia's behalf, that as far as I know, it is a safe, all-natural alternative to artificial sweeteners and refined sugar in the diet, and it's been used for centuries. It's consumed safely in large doses worldwide, certainly for the last 30 or 35 years. So we're coming to the end of our show, and I I want to thank you for being with me. Please take this message to heart. Change your diet today. Read labels. Get the sugars, the refined sugars, out of your life. Be happy. Be healthy. I look forward to being with you next week, and God bless you.
1: Tired at work today? You need a five-hour energy shot. Didn't sleep too well last night? You need a five-hour energy shot. Energy for work, energy for fun, even some energy for the gym. If you're tired from too much lunch, try something that packs a punch. A great-tasting five-hour energy shot. You'll feel alert, energized, and ready to go. Now's the time for five-hour energy. For more information, go to 5hourenergy.com. Tired at work today? You need a five-hour energy shot. Didn't sleep too well last night? You need a five-hour energy shot. Energy for work, energy for fun, even some energy for the gym. If you're tired from too much lunch, try something that packs a punch. A great-tasting five-hour energy shot. You'll feel alert, energized, and ready to go. Now's the time for five-hour energy. For more information, go to 5hourenergy.com.